It's Calling the Dog with Chancey and Chi, and goodness gracious, that was, uh, I told you actually before we got going that uh, I almost missed our first four touchdowns because I was having to close the pharmacy, and if I didn't have, if I had not turned my phone on, I would have completely missed it. <laughs> so um, that's how fast the game was uh, this weekend. Uh, if you've ever wanted to see a fast start, 35 points in the first quarter, that'll do it. Yeah, 35 points at that point we were, I guess, you know, we were uh, on pace to score 140 by the end of the quarter. Um, did I do that math right, 35 times 40? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I that was as good of a start as you could ask for against any team. Vanderbilt, I know we talked about this briefly, but uh, Vanderbilt, fantastic baseball program, uh, historically a pretty decent basketball program. Football, Football just needs to be scrapped. We can just replace them in, in, in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, I, I, I'll i say this. Somebody, uh, you know, of course there's all these pundits that are talking about how we haven't played anybody yet uh, because obviously we played Clemson. Clemson loses to NC State last weekend. Um, obviously didn't look good against Georgia Tech the previous weekend. So how good is that win really? I do believe that was a different Clemson team that we played. Uh, I think we deflated them in a lot of ways. Also, they've had some injuries and whatnot. Uh, Brian Brzee is, is out for the year. I don't know if you saw that towards ACL. Uh, but regardless of all of that, you know, in, they lost uh, to NC State. Then we played UAB, beat the breaks off of UAB, uh, obviously beat a South Carolina team that's terrible, and then Vanderbilt team that's, that's, that's really bad. Uh, you know, a lot of people are looking over or glossing over UAB is actually a pretty decent program these days, and in fact, they're projected to win their conference. They just beat Tulane last year, last weekend. UAB is not a terrible uh, team, and they're they're probably going to win their conference. They could probably, honestly, they could probably beat South Carolina. They could definitely beat Vanderbilt. So, <laughs> I'm not saying we have played some great teams by any means, but we still put up 56, 40, and 62 points in a row. As I mentioned to you before we started uh, uh, recording, uh, we're averaging a little over 42 points a game. So, look, hey, we're going to find out real quick what's the deal this weekend. But, uh, yeah, man, you, you you know, what is it? You're giving the uh, the hand you're dealt. You know, it is it is what it is. We're, we've got to play our schedule. And lo and behold, this Arkansas game becomes the biggest game of the year. Well, and I, was t- I told you before we got started, two game days – and we're already in week five. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're people are looking at us, and people are still people are still not counting us. Uh, they're, they're kind of glossing over, still talking about Alabama, and Alabama still being ranked number one. And people are more focused on Arkansas and not really focused on us. And obviously, that's the way I I kind of want I want that to be. I don't want all the attention on us. People are looking at Arkansas climbing, and they have played phenomenal. I mean, yeah, for and their they, for and their against good competition too. Right, right, and so. Uh, but to, to talk about we'll, we'll talk about that game we we have shown up to every game that we needed to show up and we've played a great ball I mean yep. I think our first game of the season we were completely wiped offensively we just had no weapons JT find out and he's struggling has has got a uh, nagging injury that was even affecting him then and so you could see we weren't clicking offensively but I, but ever since then and, and yes we're not playing major talent and I think this is going to play into our benefit because it's given our, especially our offensive line, time to prepare and get gelled and get in sync and get the pass protection down and give JT some opportunity to be able to throw the ball around. And you and I were talking before we got on, really threw the ball great this game. I mean, very impressed with how he was throwing it, where he was putting the ball. Um, there we obviously had some deep balls that he hit, and we love to see that. But loving to see some over over the shoulder, kind of some of those more difficult ones that hit on the sideline, things like that. I, I, I was I'm, I'm just our progression offensively is is where I want to see it, and that's what's getting me excited and how we really handled those drives and we really just bounced on those opportunities. I mean, when we got a turnover, we scored. Yeah. When we got, I, I mean, it was just, it was instant. We were, we were going out, even though it was Vanderbilt. There's so many times we've, we get into a game like this and we just let them hang on. Like we were, we may be up like two touchdowns, but you just, you're still just, they're, they're hanging on and still driving the ball down the field. This defense is not letting anybody drive on them. Vanderbilt, did they ever get on our side of the 50? 
Yeah, they did, but it, it took a. It was, I think it was either late in the first quarter or in the second quarter. They subbed in that uh, backup QB who couldn't throw. He couldn't hit in the broadside of a barn, but he could run. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things. We, we started subbing halfway through the first quarter. I mean, we scored 14 points. We were like, all right, let's. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we put in Stetson Bennett pretty quickly. I mean, it was. Uh, but then on the defensive side, like I said, I mean, it was. It took about. I think it took two touchdowns, and we. Uh, we absolutely decided, hey, let's go ahead and start subbing in. There's no reason to have our starters out here and risk any kind of injury. But yeah, I no, they they barely passed the fifty. I think they passed it once in the first half and once in the second half. <laughs> they had four first downs, man. Four. They it was just it was crazy. At one point we had more what was it? We had more something. I'm trying to, more points than they had yards or something like that. It was, well, we almost we still had, did at the end. They had one that one drive towards the end where they almost kind of sort of scored, and they had I think before that drive they had less points than we uh, excuse me less yards than we had points. Yeah, and obviously they a lot of those points came from them shooting themselves in the foot, us getting a short field, but then we we capitalized on it. But here's the thing. Our defense caused those turnovers. Like, our, our special teams caused those turnovers. We we earned those points. I mean, and, yes, we're playing Vanderbilt, but you still have to go out there and dominate those teams. Yeah. And we just ripped them apart. I yep. mean, there was, no, there was no question about it. And that's the kind of momentum I think you want to have going into uh, this game. I, I don't – like sometimes on Sundays you kind of – as you're doing stuff around the house or whatever, you kind of crank on the uh, – you turn on the SEC uh, final on the SEC network or something like that so you can watch watch that. Mm-hmm. And we're like a we're like a blip. We're, we're one little blip on the radar. Yeah. And they, they show like three plays, and that's it. And then they, they're it's, talking about Arkansas, Florida, and Alabama. Yeah. The, and Ole Miss. They, they love Ole Miss right now. Matt Corral, they're all about it. And I love it. I, yeah. love, I love the way they're talking. And, yes, we haven't been challenged, but – uh, I, I think I'm excited about I'm excited about our trajectory. Just like we're seeing Arkansas is playing better and better every game, they're starting to build confidence and realize that yeah, they're a good football team, looking like the second best team in the West, and uh, and that's kind of crazy to crazy to think. And um, but but we just this past weekend we did everything that I could have asked for. I mean, we really hit every nail on the head. Hell, we had Lad McConkey trying to put, be MVP of the game. So, I mean, we're, we're, when that's the case, you, it, it, we everything went the way it needed to. Well, you, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, our friend Tyler, as we're recording here, uh, he sent on a message on our group text and said that Lad McConkey was uh, on on the you got mossed for the Monday Night Football, <laughs> and it's true, man. I mean, how about that play in the corner of the end zone? Just going up and getting it. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how tall Lad is. He's probably like six foot, six foot one. I mean, he's not super tall, uh, but the guy just went up and got it. And I mean, I appreciate his athleticism. I mean, the guy's obviously undersized, but the guy just he can do. He showed us in this game. He's got some moves. He's got some hops. He's got some speed. I like it, man. And you know, yeah, that, fir- that first that first drive, he he got that he uh, he caught that pass and got about fifteen extra yards on that on yeah. that catch, making moves and a little and juke and, in it. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, the guy, and then he had the little, he had the jet sweep and and scored the touchdown and uh, and getting. I mean, I, I just I just saw that too about uh, the guy Mossed, and that's that's awesome. And so, <laughs> uh, Brock Bowers um, obviously also showed up offensively. The guy is just. The guy's playing great and super excited. Him being a freshman, and we got some good news that we'll talk about coming into the uh, to the Arkansas game as well uh, when it comes to the tight end position. But this is really what the last three or four games have allowed uh, us, and we, we've talked a little bit about this. But the fact that these young guys, these new guys, are getting real reps. They're getting those those reps with JT he's able to get the ball to them they're they're starting to get in sync get that chemistry going and just because we played a lesser team this week by far the worst team in the SEC you're on the road you have to travel you have to go to a place you've never been and you have to play uh you're expected to play exemplary ball and we did that and these guys uh AD Mitchell I mean these guys are just so impressive. I mean, and, and, and they're 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 showing up, and, and we're getting very valuable reps in in uh, in these environments. So, 
I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they're going to do the rest of the season as we start to get some of these guys back. And then we've got a full we got a full set of weapons. I mean, we're really – when we're starting to – now that we've got our receivers coming back and we've still been able to hit the deep ball, hit multiple guys for deep balls. I mean, it's it's been the whole – the whole team and JT really catching his stride and uh, and like I say thought he was very impressive. It was it's been good to it's been good to watch, man. Well, that's you go you go back to a good point. I mean, we keep talking about how, I mean, you know, we still got a couple guys or two or three guys that could be that are really the the number one uh, line on the receiving core, and they're still out. They're coming back potentially this weekend. Blah blah blah, things like that. But we get I mean, you gotta sit back and realize like these guys that were gonna be the second or third string guys have been playing for four games now. So it's I mean, A. D. Mitchell and obviously Bowers and Ladd, I mean, just incredible experience they've gotten and but they're it's not like we've dropped off. I mean, that's I think that's a testament to our obviously our recruiting ability and coaching ability, but you know, in the past, if we had our first or string of receivers I mean, pretty much across the board, all three positions gone for a single game, we'd be SOL. And nowadays, all of a sudden, we're just like, man, Mitchell, he should be a starter. You know, Bowers obviously playing his tail off. Darnell is expected to be back this weekend, as, as you alluded to earlier. Uh, so, like, now I'm sitting here dreaming about having number zero, number 19 on the field at the same time. <laughs> Going back to the two tight end set, <laughs> looking, looking like, uh, looking like early two thousands. Um, so I'm pretty. Uh, it's gonna happen. About it's it. absolutely yeah. gonna happen. And I am here for it. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, this is it's gonna be fun. And and I think one thing too, I, I think we really opened up the playbook offensively this week. Just really gave guys opportunities to to see some different things and, and do some different stuff. And uh, well, Hill, the I, first I, touchdown was a was a handoff uh, jet sweep to the tight end to, to Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> when was uh when's the last time you saw that? So um I don't know that, if in the history of Georgia football we've done that back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And so it's uh it, it was just it was a fun game. I mean, people can say all they want to. Our guys were out there just having a good time. You you go and, and this is something we don't talk about too, and, and every fan base does this. But when you go, you travel in the SEC, you go to a city like Nashville and as a the away team, you walk out onto the field, and it's your stadium. It's just a it's just a it's just an awesome atmosphere. It, yeah. It's just a fun feeling. And when I went a couple years back, it it's just it's just fun to like it, the fourth quarter. It was, whenever we went, it was end up being end of the night, and you you light up. <laughs> You light up Nashville. I mean, you do all. Yeah. The turn. I mean, yeah. it's just, and then you, you, your, your band is, is, is doing all. I mean, it's just, it's fun. And so, uh, I feel like I felt like this is the perfect game going into this game against Arkansas uh, because you keep your reps. It, it, it's much better than an off week. We had no major injuries. We were subbing guys, guys, all guys. Everybody got good reps, and, and so you're you're prepared. You're you're fresh going into. Uh, a team, a game that we are heavily favored, but a game that can easily get away from you if you're not if you're not careful. Yeah. And so uh, a tricky game, and so that was uh, that's that's why I was happy we had this game before Arkansas, and because uh, because man, Arkansas, like we said, we keep we keep inching towards talking about that game. They they really uh, they they really show they're they're scary uh, they're, they're scary good they right are. now. They are. I just want to uh, go back real quick to the Vandy game and just kind of point out that that's the kind of game that we could have very easily slept walk into. We could have very easily said, "Oh, this is Vanderbilt. We don't even have to, you know, put in put our A game on the field." Uh, hell, we could probably started our second string and still beat them fifty to nothing. But we went in there, and as Kirby keeps saying you know keeps preaching you're either elite or you're not and we went in there and we were focused on the task at hand you know we played lights out they didn't cross the 50 until like either like i said i think it was like with a minute left in the first quarter or something like that after we were up 35 or nothing and that's the kind of play i know that the competition is terrible and that's that's what i'm saying i'm just i just want to you know praise 
the team for for keeping that focus and that concentration even though they knew they were going to be able to come in here and they could have played the JV team and still beat them and so I I appreciate that a lot and that is so different from what we have grown up with Chancey and that we would go to a Vandy I mean we've we've lost a Vanderbilt more hell I think we've lost a Vanderbilt more in the last uh decade than we have to Auburn or maybe the, just as many times <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, seriously, uh, I know we yeah. did it 20, 2013 and 2016, so I, I think, yeah, that might that might be about right, two, two or three times to Auburn. Um, it's just kind of one of those things that I. it's just so different from the tenacity of this team, and you're tell, you can tell that this team is just gelled, and the chemistry is there. The things that we've wor- worried about in the past, and now I will say I'm going to highlight something whenever we – get to talking about Arkansas game, but some of the things we've worried about in the past or even in the past four games, offensive line, how's that going to shake up and all that, and that everybody seems to start, I mean, even the backups are, are just clicking with everybody. So I appreciate that. And, I mean, just bottom bottom line is, I mean, this team is showing that they bought into everything and that they're playing at an extremely high level. Can we continue to do that against the higher competition? And that's the question. Well, and we we keep talking about the offense because they're progressing. Uh, our defense was uh, just ridiculous. Jalen Carter, uh, just a freak of nature, throwing boys around. If you listen to the uh, listen to the radio broadcast, Zaire was he's talking. The court, uh, running back's name was Griffin, and he when Jalen threw that offensive lineman, yeah, <laughs> on that first drive, and then just pancaked the running back. Zaire was like. Yeah, Griffin just needs to retire after that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said he's like he might as well just quit football after that. <laughs> and he's not wrong, but uh, defensively, just our front seven is, is playing. We are just so physical and so fast, and that is Channing Tindall. I don't know where he starts on the field. I feel like he starts on the sideline and just starts sprinting <laughs> before the play starts, and he just ends up exactly where the ball is going to be. And because um, you just don't ever, don't ever see where he starts at, he's just so hell. Fast he could right probably now. start off on our goal line and still stop the play for a loss. <laughs> he is just dude. He's a missile. And it's and 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 I think it was uh, I was listening to Pollock week before last, and he was just going down and he was just li- listing all of our guys. And every one of them is just playing incredible right now. And so what this has also allowed is with our, a disruptive front seven has allowed guys like Keeley to – Keeley Ringo to step up. And, and he had some passes thrown at him. He had some he had some breakups this past weekend. Guys, are, our secondary is getting some time to get some good reps under their belt um, because some teams – like a lot of teams, we're going to be able to stop the run and guys are going to have to throw on us. And so that's what we've been talking about. Uh, fortunately, our front seven has been so disruptive that the quarterback's under duress the entire time. Yeah. And so, uh, but as we say, as we kind of look towards next week, this is going to be the best offensive line that we've played. Um, this is uh, this is a different game from that perspective. But man, our defense is just scary good. And and play and, and DJ Shockley, he mentioned this on the radio broadcast. He, he talked about how they're communicating and how they're talking, and he was just talking about how impressed he was about how you can just watch them. They're communicating the whole time. They're, they're, yeah. looking, they're looking at what the offense is giving them. They're looking at the sideline. They're talking to each other, and Kobe is coordinating that defense so well. And that, that was 17, that defense and how those guys were playing, that communication, you just see those guys talking, guys amp- – I mean, the guys playing with that – like that, we, that word we talked about at the beginning of the season, that connectedness, they're just they're communicating at a higher level. And they know where – because we've got such a senior defense, they know exactly where everybody's going to be. Yeah. There's no missed assignments. There's no um, – there's nothing that offense is throwing them that they're not, they're not ready for. And so that's and, – and that's what gets me pumped up. Nicobe is – he's a field general. I mean, he's, he's awesome. And he, he plays up to – I mean, his potential. I think coming in as a as a true freshman. I mean, everybody thought that maybe he might come in and be a a, a first year starter, and and just knock it out of the park. And he had a little bit of a learning curve. He's put on a little bit more weight, but you can tell that he just he knows the game, 
and then he's ready to back up the mental side of the game with his physicality. And I mean, he's he's already obviously he's got he's got I think he's got three sacks on the year, three or four sacks. Um, we didn't have near as many sacks in this game, but we really didn't have to. Man, it it was just one of those things that yeah. So we had one one sack in this game. They just never were a threat. And I think that also speaks to our downfield coverage. Every time they threw the ball, which they threw the ball several times, every time they threw the ball well, down the field, it. It, it, it was just into double coverage every time. Yeah, and they definitely couldn't run it. No. <laughs> but <laughs> but anytime they threw it, it, I mean, I feel like Scene, Scene and Ringo were on them. Or, you know, uh, Smith, Smith had the interception. But, you know, half the time, I think what we're also doing is with the Dejon Edwards, uh, you know, getting the the fumble on the kickoff, uh, you know, just I think we're just hopping on every opportunity we have to make a difference in a ball game, and that's like again that goes back to I just feel like this this team, similar to the 2017 team, like you're talking about, just get, let's get that havoc level as high as it can go, and they're doing that, and they're making a difference in the ball game from the defensive side of the of the, uh, of the field, and at some point. They were talking about how <laughs> our defense has outscored, I think, half of the offenses we've played so far this year. So, <laughs> just, just incredible. Uh, Nolan Smith had a quote this past week. He said they asked him how much harder are practices than these games this season, and he said a lot. <laughs> just like, damn, that's uh, that's that's crazy, and um, it, and I just, believe that with with oh. With, which Without is why everybody <laughs> complains. Yeah, no doubt. Well, but everybody complains about you know Beck not getting uh, reps in a game or like Stetson coming in instead of Beck and all this stuff. And I'm just like, you guys realize that the the defense that he plays against in practice is significantly better than any defense defense he's going to see during the year. So, oh my god, yeah. Well, um, let's uh, let's let's move on to the task and we keep uh, every every comment we make kind of already heads towards it uh, so this week uh, the, the biggest probably the biggest noon game of the season uh, at this definitely at this point and probably for the rest of the, the rest of the year uh, us playing Arkansas and so yeah. we have game day and uh, we we've got them uh, they really screwed this up uh, for being a noon game now that we're both going in undefeated but uh, Tricky environment, tricky environment. Being a noon game, you got to get up, got to get up to speed a little earlier than normal. Um, fortunately, we're at home, and uh, Kirby. That was his biggest his biggest quote out of that uh, that uh, press conference is that he wants our atmosphere to be elite, just like just like we are. And, and I think obviously we're going to show up. I mean, we're 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 riding a big wave right now. This game is is oh, it's going to be a full. 92,746 plus some change. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. And so, uh, what's, what's your, where's your gut at right now? What, what, what kind of walking into this game this week? Where, where are you at? So, Jancy, I'm going to, we talked about it before the, we started recording. I'm going to go through the, the Vegas side of this whole thing real quick for you. Uh, educate, educate the listeners. Um, do not take Arkansas this weekend plus the points. Okay. That's the bottom line. Uh, basically, I was expecting us to be favored by hell. I mean, I told you. I mean, we could have been favored by seven and a half, and I wouldn't have been surprised. Arkansas has got a lot of momentum going in this game. They've played several top uh, twenty or two top twenty-five teams. Uh, played well against them, dominated them. Have a very strong defense. Got, I think, like 20, twenty-one uh, of their starters back or something for this year. Um, Yes, like I said, tenacious defense, bumper pulls over there. Terrible name. How in the world they got away with that? I'll never know. Uh, I hope it's a nickname. I really don't know. But if that's his God-given name, then uh, shoot. But so we're favored by – we opened at 18 and a half. It went up to 18 – excuse me. We were, we were opened at 18. We were favored by 18 points. It went up to 18 and a half. It has since been up to 19 and a half and come back down at 18 and a half. So basically, first of all, that blew my mind. I mean, I thought that no, no more than maybe fourteen and a half would be would be the uh, point spread. And basically, and what I was telling you earlier is Vegas is trying to bait people into putting money in Arkansas, and because they're over all these these heavy numbers, these big numbers, and uh, being you know fourteen and seventeen. 
So I think a lot of people are going to take that bait, but that number has stayed pretty steady, which means that Vegas, I mean, evidently Vegas knows more than we do because I, I mean, like I said, you you could have been seven and a half or seven or less. It could have been less than a touchdown. I've probably been like, yeah, you know, that kind of makes sense. I think they think very heavily of this defense, and they know that uh, there are some injuries. KJ Jefferson got a little roughed up in the Texas A&M game. There are some, uh, and I think the the Burks, their their top receiver, I think he may have a little bit of an issue. I can't remember what the situation was there. So that is all to say. Vegas is thinking we win by three three touchdowns or so, or three three scores at least. And at this point, I think I completely agree with you. I think it's going to be, regardless of the noon kickoff, which I think is a ridiculous thing that we got to put in this position, regardless of the noon kickoff, we are in a position to where we're going to have a full stadium. It, there's, there's, it's, it's not going to change anything except for it's going to be light outside. <laughs> there's gonna, It's going to be crazy crowd everybody's going to be amped and i think at this point the stadium is going to play a huge factor in the fan base obviously so i'm i'm feeling pretty good we're getting some players back tyke smith is supposed to be back this weekend as well so it's going to shuffle around the defensive backfield a little bit darnell the two tight end set just put darnell and, and bowers on the on the field at the same time every offensive snap and i probably feel pretty good about it <laughs> <laughs> Makes so it, I, makes it yeah. feel nice. To to summarize, which I just rambled for a while. To summarize, uh, I feel pretty darn good considering where what where Arkansas has been, what they've done so far this year, and the our trajectory coming into this game. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling like I said, I'm feeling your positivity. I I, I see that. I, I think we are still learning a lot about us. I think we know we know a whole lot more about where we are, uh, our, and like you talk about our trajectory right now compared to three weeks ago after the Clemson game. I think we were still kind of we didn't know what Clemson was, we didn't know what yeah. what we were. But if you go back and look at that Clemson game, Clemson still has a good defense, has a good defense. Their offense is just not doing them any favors throughout these games. Their offense can't can't drive the ball down the field, so their defense staying on the field all game long. We still drove on that defense we couldn't put up many points we were missing a lot of our guys um, I'm, I'm going to kind of go on a little little rant here I, I, but I think our offense is, is trending in the right direction you look at uh, you look at Arkansas this year they played Rice uh, beat Rice 38 to 17 Can, obviously can't glean much from that game uh, go into Texas and uh, play Texas and play Texas at home and beat them uh, 40 to 21. And then you they play George Southern next week, forty-five to ten. And then last week versus A and M, it's got a good defense as well. Uh, pretty offensively, A and M is about as lackluster as you can as you can find. There's just, yeah, well, they, they have, have they, they have their starting quarterback out, and I I don't know if he's out for the year or not, but they lost him, and I was like, man, Arkansas has a very good chance to win this game straight up. Right, and so in a neutral site, they're at Jerry World and. Uh, and really dominated that game. Really, both of the two games we're looking at here really are both the their, their Texas and Texas A&M physically up front dominated those teams, and that was that was how they won those games. KJ Jefferson, uh, Arkansas's quarterback, um, threw actually for a decent amount, threw threw for over um, 200 yards, I think, in both of those games. Um, uh, let's see, let me make sure I'm, I'm saying that right. Yeah, threw it over 200 yards, and he actually, which is, a, and I'll mention him in just a second. Um, he has been a key – he's much more – he did not pass against Texas for over 200 yards. I misspoke. He's passed for only 138 yards. So he's not a huge passer. Um, they are a run-first team uh, for sure. And But he's a kind of one of those big guys, kind of a Cam Newton type of type of running. Um, and he can he's fast. The guy can get outside and, and can burn you on the outside, but mm-hmm. really kind of up the gut um, has a, is a bigger guy that can run the ball. Um and they're just they're they want to physically dominate you up front and gouge you gash you for those big big yards and yep. uh, hurt you on the play action, and we are built for that. <laughs> yep, we are built up front to defend that, and I have zero concerns about Channing Tindall chasing him down or anybody on their team down, uh, yeah. especially when we get horizontal with them. Well, that's the, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's, 
Yeah. I mean, oh, oh, Tyndall, Nicobe Dean. I mean, it could be Jalen Carter. They all can get this guy. They, they can get anybody. <laughs> it's going to be Jordan Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <I> hell. Mean, <laughs> these guys, we are we are just so fast up front. And this is going to be, the like I said earlier, this is going to be the, the strongest offensive line we've, we've come up against, I think. And are we going to create that penetration and be able to contain K.J. Jefferson, keep him in that pocket? and let it collapse on top of him, not give him opportunities to run the ball because I feel confident that our linebackers will be able to, to, to keep him from, from getting big yards. But the guy's a big guy. The guy can yep. gash you quickly for a 20-yard yep. run, and, and you, you blink and it's, and it's already happened. Yeah. Uh, but we are built. Our defense is built for this in, in terms of what we're coming up against, especially if we've got Tyke coming back. Uh if we can, if we can, if we can dominate in man coverage and and not and, and be able to put guys in that box, we're we're good. Yeah. Well, we we talked about I think something important to to discuss is we talked about how speed has been a little bit of a liability for us uh, at least in the past couple games. Um, not so much this past game. I mean, Vanderbilt was such a. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't do anything. Uh, they were they were just not exactly a threat, but. Speed speed was a liability against UAB, um, and he was a liability against Clemson. And and, and I like the way I, I appreciate the fact that he's he's a fifth year guy. He's gonna put in the time, and the effort, and he's he's kind of finally earned that spot. But I think with Taiki coming back, there's gonna be some shuffling, and I I think Speed is gonna be removed from that rotation at least you know from the first starting rotation, and we'll, we're we're gonna see how it shakes up because Barini. I think Brini can play. I believe he can play both star and cornerback, and and he's put on a little bit more weight. But I, I like the way that Brini can play at least on the inside. I mean, you got Keeley on the outside or whatnot, um, and then Darion as well. So I think it, it, we could have Brini on the inside guy and still play, you know, Taiki as well in the star position, or vice versa. I I I think that's gonna. I think that's one reason why. A lot of people are very confident in what we're doing this this gonna ha- what's gonna happen this weekend. Just going back to the Texas A&M game, I wanted to point out that they had four receivers catch a pass, and one of them is is, is Traylon Burks, who is a phenom, incredible talent. Like a lot of people didn't talk about him last year because he's he was on Arkansas. They did not have quite the team they have this year. He's a potential first round talent uh, on that receiving core. And he went for 167 last weekend. If we shut him down, and if KJ Jefferson has an injury to his leg, like we talked about, if he's hobbled and he's not able to escape the pocket, I mean, I feel very good about our defense being very effective against this offense. And they got a, and the, and the problem is they got a good defense. I mean, is their pass rush going to have that much of an effect on our offensive line? Our offensive line has just gotten better and better each week. You know, you got guys like McClendon, who I feel super confident in, and then you know Warren Erickson took over that guard spot. His first game in, it wasn't quite as good, and then he just, you know, I think he slowly but surely has felt pretty secure in that spot. Van Pran, second year guy, starting at center. I I, I feel like at this point we're we're coming to a head with Arkansas in a very good time. Yep. You know, we we're we're bringing we're bringing guys back. We got a lot of good chemistry going. We're moving the ball. We're playing the the same defense we played all year, just dominant, and cr- that havoc level is, is way up right now. So I feel like a lot of people are putting stock in, and including myself, putting stock in our defense at the very least being able to win this game. And also being at home, like you talked yes. about. We're, we're yeah. in that home environment. Our defense is going to be amped beyond measure. I mean, this is going to be – Going to be pretty exciting uh, to to see that happen. Um, I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty stoked to watch them to watch them work. Uh, having Taiki come back just really gives you options, and hopefully he's he's in a spot to be able to come in and, and be able to contribute right away. That's going to be huge. Just just given that extra level of talent because our our secondary, I mean, gosh, we we've got so many turnovers right now. <laughs> I mean, we are we are creating turnovers in a major way. And if you can control, if we defensively we can just control that front seven, or or, or create keep, keep them off the field, just keep those long drives from happening. If we can just keep them uh, keep them in a good spot, I, I feel like we're going to be fine. I, I'm not 
because, like we said, KJ is pretty hobbled. Uh, looks like he had a had a quad um, uh, uh, injury or, or something in his leg. He had a had a he got pushed out of bounds and, and had a rough rough fall in that A and M game. So no telling what he's going to be like. I mean, there he's he's obviously going to do everything he can to play. Uh, he came back out there for a few snaps, and the, the pain was just kind of too much. There was no need to risk him any more than they than they were, and because uh, they kind of had that game under wraps, so they A and M couldn't really move at all on them. Well, um, he's a so, he's a big body. I mean, he's he's going to be a guy who's going to be able to you know like a Ben Roethlisberger type. He's going to be able to stand in the pocket and take a hit as he's throwing the ball. But my my thing is it. They're they're going to try. He's not going to have time to do the deep ball against us, like like we're scared of. I mean, it's not like we're going to be playing UAB and having the third string in there against Arkansas. It's going to be first stringers the whole way through, and you know, barring if, if unless we're beating them forty five to nothing, then maybe we'll see the third <laughs> string. You know, but I, I'm not trying to be overly optimistic, Chancy. You know, that's not in. That's definitely not you. But it, it, it's not really me either. I like a little optimism. I like to be positive, but at the same time, it's not a. I, I I'm, I'm cautious. But with him being hobbled, and if he's not able to run like he is, if he can't throw the deep ball, and that's the only thing I'm concerned about. They did that. I mean, he's got an arm. He's got a hell of an arm. But they did that against Texas A&M and Texas. I mean, they send the guy down the sideline. We've seen it against Speed. We've seen it against Ringo, too. And if that's going to be a problem, then that would be that's really the only thing that I can see that would pose an issue for us. Other than that, I mean, they ran against Texas A&M uh, for almost 200 yards. Texas A&M had, it's just the, always the most overrated team. <laughs> but their defensive front is, I think, even more so, is, so, is extremely overrated. And that's to, to say they're comparable to us is, is completely incorrect. So I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be one of those – I don't think this is going to be one of those games where I feel like our defense won the game because I think that's every game – but I think our offense is also going to be extremely effective against this uh, Arkansas defense, especially bringing back guys like Darnell. I mean, if we have Darnell over the, uh, on the field at the same time as Bowers, which, like I said, is going to happen, uh, you know, Bowers, give the guy credit. He, he, he had a hat trick last game, touchdowns. But at the same time, he if you watch him every play that he's blocking – He's a pretty damn good blocker. So that's what I was getting excited about was both of them blocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what having them both on the field to be able to do that because Darnell, as we remember, the man is enormous. But to me, I, I'm not so much worried about us throwing the ball as we kind of talked about. I think as long as we can have good pass protection and because our offensive line is going to get going to get challenged. But we were really we had that one sack against Clemson, South Carolina. We had a clean pocket. We were able to sit back do whatever we needed to, to. JT was able to do whatever he needed to to get the ball down the field. I think he had one sack in that game, too. Uh, if we can maintain that pocket, I, I have I have zero qualms about our passing attack. But what yeah. I really want is to see Zeus or Kendall or somebody step up and, and have a big game running the ball and just us being able to demoralize them by, by, by running the ball down the field. I want one of the – because we – because everybody's been kind of talking about this week. We've been kind of pass-happy. We've been pass-happy the last few weeks and, and giving guys time to throw the ball because obviously that's what we want to do. We know we can run it, but we're trying to get good reps to our guys and get them comfortable in throwing the ball. Cause, and JT is slinging it, man. He Like I said, he's, I'm, I'm very impressed with how he's throwing the ball right now. But I really want us to be able to run the ball this week and just that that's how you that's how you win these types of games if you can just at any given moment break off seven eight yards and, and gashing yeah. them up the middle that's what that's what you want and that's that's what I'm hoping to see this week. Yeah, JT has been he's been on point, man. It's the past past couple games he has been very accurate. I mean, I think against South Carolina he tried to force a couple balls this weekend against Vanderbilt. He was all over the field. I mean, he was. I feel like he was very. Very much so was dividing his time between every third of the field. He threw it across the middle. He threw it on the corners. Uh, he was just – he was lights out, and, and, and that's what we need him to do. You know, then Stetson came in and added a little wrinkle to uh, – I mean, we had backup linemen at that point, but he had a little wrinkle of, of a, a little bit of a running game from the quarterback. But And that's the only thing you don't get with JT. I feel like he's very accurate. He's got a deep ball um, every now and then. And I say every now and then he's thrown some very good 
very, very good. I mean, 90% of the time, he throws some very good deep balls, but every now and then you get a, a short one. Uh, I mean, the guy can't be perfect, but JT's, I feel like this is, I, th- I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but the schedule is, is lining up to where it, it it's just perfectly set up at this point because we beat Clemson, had three games to kind of get ready, and then we've got this stretch in our October where, you know, we're going to, we, we need to beat Arkansas, Auburn, and Florida, and I think Kentucky as well. And, and, and that's going to be a pretty tough stretch for anybody. So, Chancey, I'm not trying to sound too too positive here. <laughs> I mean, I, Arkansas is a really, really good team. We got a, we didn't even mention this. Uh, so, we got game day, obviously. Game day is going to be here. I saw today that they are going to be in the Myers quad area from oh, wow. 9 to 11, and then they're going to they're gonna move to the uh, right under the uh, jumbotron in the uh, in the west uh, western end zone. So I don't know how that's going to work. I guess Kirk is going to have to leave because because Kirk and Fowler are falling. They're they're, they're calling, calling the game. game. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if they've ever called a noon game before. Um, so let me go back to Chancy mode. I haven't been in Chancy mode yet. <laughs> so this is uh, bring down my optimism, please. <laughs> This is the, this is the, not only is this, like I say, we're playing the perfect scenario where we're playing the right kind of ball. I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate and then I'm going to kind of come back to where I, I really am. This is the type of game that we always screw up. It's that noon game. You're, you're, you think you're playing well. It's a, it's that sleeper. Um, game day's coming. Game day's going to pick, Lee Corso's going to pick us. He picked us to win the whole thing. So he's going to pick us. Everybody's going to get amped up. Um, this is the game that Georgia is known to screw up or at least play awful the whole game and just kind of you're, you're, you're so much better than the competition, but you just don't – nothing's clicking. You're not ready. You're, you're not ready for the game. This is the kind of stuff that I'm, that I'm used, to, used to us going into and just, and just screwing it up, losing, losing a la- missing a last-second field goal to, uh, to tie it or to, to go into extra – go into overtime. Uh, that's how we normally operate here. What scares me is I know this isn't one of those teams. <laughs> and this group that we've got is scary good on the defensive side of the ball, which is where you can get really screwed up. You, If your defense is not on point, that's where you can get yourself into, into a world of hurt. Um, I definitely expect us – I expect us to – the one thing we're going to be prepared for is the deep ball because they're going to have that play action, get the, get everybody to bite, and try to hit us deep, and we've got to know when that's coming. We got to be ready for that. If we can keep from getting gashed like that and, and having one of those big momentum shifting drives, man, I feel too good, and that's scary. <laughs> and that's like, like I said, I, I'm, I, I'm scary. I'm scared at how much I, I feel confident about our team because we're just we're clicking on all cylinders, and we're we're just dominating people the way we're supposed to be dominating them. And and this just this just feels like this just feels like seventeen in terms of how we're approaching these games, and we're going to come into this game prepared, or we should based on the, what we're what we're looking at because yeah, when you've come in prepared for the for the not big game, you come in prepared for the big game, yeah, because each game is important, and and whatever Kirby is saying to this team, whatever our coaching staff is saying to this team, these guys are bought in. It didn't matter if this game was at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> our guys would be jacked up and they'd be ready to go. Yeah. But but yeah. the one thing you got to say is is Arkansas is also ready to go. They have played in some big stages. They've gone to, and beat Texas. They played in Jerry World, beat A and M. Arkansas is not used to doing that here uh, since these boys have been alive. And so this is a this is a big deal uh, for for them as well. So they're they're going to show up ready to play too. Now this is going to be their first game day. This is going to be. Are they ready for that kind of atmosphere? And so, um, because this is, uh, they're, they're they're walking into a buzzsaw. And so, is, are they going to be ready? Are they going to be ready for it? And I'm I'm terrified at how how good I feel going into this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, you hearing you say those words <laughs> makes me feel even better. Chancy, this is going to be the most raucous crowd in the history of Sanford Stadium at a at a noon game. It really is, and I, I I feel like the dog faithful 
I mean, regardless of what Kirby said, but even reinforced with what Kirby said, is like, oh, hell yeah. We're about to get... I mean, it, I can't, I cannot believe ESPN did this to us. I think everybody's pissed off about that. I mean, we should at least... It, literally, they just catered to LSU not wanting to have a noon game. That's all they did. They're like, oh, we can't make LSU have an 11 o'clock game, uh, you know, central time. So, you know, y'all, y'all are going to be a noon game. And I mm, just grinds my gears because... I mean, honestly, you can probably tack on another three points, you know, 21 and a half point spread if we are playing at night. And I feel very comfortable with the crowd. I feel very comfortable with how our defense is playing and consistently playing. And if we can shut down the deep ball and get after the quarterback, create that havoc uh, consistently, I I, I think we're, we're going to do a very similar thing that we did to Vanderbilt. We're going to have all these... I mean, we played the, the the play design against Vanderbilt was the best play. To, I mean, that was an incredible attack that we put on Vanderbilt. And I know we were playing a terrible team, but what we did, what Todd Monken did with that team, I mean, with that uh, play design, was incredible. So I'm I'm looking forward to across the board just a really good SEC matchup, noon game, be up and, huh. and ready to huh. roll and drinking Miller lattes at about seven o'clock. You know, so uh, seventy two degrees. At noon, overcast. Yeah. Right now. That's that's what I'm looking at. I just looked it up on Saturday. 72 degrees, overcast for a noon kickoff. If it stays overcast, you know what they're going to do. They're going to do the light show at, at oh, fourth okay. quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's such it's such an it's such an unorthodox just environment. Like everything we're talking about, this is like this is like what happens in the Big East or the Big Ten. Basically, yeah. the Big East. They they just they <laughs> they they have all these. They're all excited about noon games, and I'm, I just don't, simply just don't understand it. And but we are. But our team just does not give a rip. <laughs> they don't yep. care what's going on, and that's what gets me so pumped about this group. Is they are laser focused. You listen to these guys in, in these press conferences. I just love listening to them, almost not even for the content, just to just to see how focused. They are, and they're all saying the same thing. They're all saying the same thing. Their own message, their own point. That's all they're focused on is yeah. the mission, and that is what gets me pumped. And so, um, you can say what you want to about Kirby's cliches and all this kind of stuff, but what it does is their eyes are focused on the prize, and, and they, whenever somebody says something, they know what they know what they're saying because that's what the that's what the team's focused on right now. So I could sit up here and do this all the whole time. But if we show up and, and maintain the focus that we have, I feel very excited about what we're going to be able to accomplish this weekend. And, and, and our trajectory is headed the right way. You're right. This is the beginning of our gauntlet and going into a rough October and, and early November. And so we, we've got a, our team, the teams for the rest of our schedule are starting to show up and this game in Florida and, and Auburn, we're still learning about them and what Auburn is, but uh, we've still got some hard games. I mean, we've got the bulk of our schedule still remains. And uh, and so we're going to learn what we're made of this weekend. I can't believe we are a third of the way through the regular season here, Chansey. Mm. That that blows my mind. Yeah, man. I It, it feels weird. I, I don't like that we're both on the positive side of, of how we feel, but I mean – I it, it it's weird because at this point our defense is making offenses so one dimensional. It's not even one dimensional. It's like half dimensional. <laughs> All they can do is pass the ball. Like and they're not yeah. they're not and doing it has it to well. be thirty yards down the field. Right, right. Well, so and I, I will say this. I will say this. And um, from a positive, like from looking at the positive standpoint, eighteen and a half points is a lot of freaking points in an SEC game. And so I, I don't know how sold I am on us doing that, but I still think we can have a, do- a dominant effort. Um, it really just depends on how we can run the football to me uh, because if they force us one-dimensional, they're going to be able to play to the to the passing game and kind of slow us down. So, to me, that's really the key is can we be focused on special teams and can we run the ball? I mean, that's that's what it's, right. it's going to come down to. Well, and, and, and they ran – so I was looking at the, the box scores for Texas and Texas A&M. They ran for 130 uh, – excuse me, uh, one. Oh shoot! No, I was looking at some wrong numbers here. They ran for 333 yards against Texas. They ran for 197 against uh, Texas A&M. They're they're not going to get anywhere near that number. 
I mean, if we if if they get over a hundred, I think that would be reasonable. I wouldn't be surprised if they get less than that. I don't know if we've had a team get anywhere near one hundred on us. So I'm if we can shut down a rushing attack, especially from the quarterback position, and with him being injured or just to some capacity, I'm feeling pretty darn good about our defense being uh, being being pretty damn good. Uh, 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 elite, as they say. Um, Chancey, yeah, their 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 uh, average rushing yards against us is uh, sixty nine and a half. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, Chancey, I at this point we we've talked a lot, we talked a lot of positivity in this thing, and 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 I, I think that's good good mojo. That's great, and and I think the guys. I would feel a lot worse if you if 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 it wasn't for what you said earlier about how the guys are just super focused. They're not listening to the crap from the media. They're not listening to about how they're elite. They are being challenged every day, every game. And I think at this point, it's either you, you, you either nut up or you shut up. <laughs> and, and, I, and I feel like I feel like we're on the nut up side. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna see if our guys believe in our because and even like say from a media standpoint, they're not even looking at us. They're they're looking at Arkansas. They're excited about the Cinderella story of Arkansas, and yeah. I love it. I yeah, love it. no, that's I love right. It. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's so, definitely the narrative for coming in this game. So, well, man, we can keep beating a dead horse. I, I think we are excited about what we're doing. I'm going to be headed up to Athens, so I'm hoping to uh, at some point. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be up in the up in that area where you live, but um, but I will be up there. You don't know if I'm going to be in in, in Athens where, I, where where my home resides. <laughs> uh, Chancey, I, I I I know we hadn't even texted about this, but there might be a there might be a chance where I just try to come out y'all come out y'all's way uh, potentially. Uh, I'll be turning thirty on Friday. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Holy cow! It's here. Yeah, yeah. I can be old old man, and uh, so therefore I'm going. to going to continue to celebrate um in that morning uh so basically what i'm trying to say is uh we'll, we'll, we'll get together at some point but uh yeah man i'll uh i'll be ready to ready to roll and tailgating and, and go to the game and all that so i'm assuming you're going to the game if you're coming up yes. here yes yes absolutely absolutely so all right man well um everybody be praying this week praying for our guys stay focused and stay uh stay healthy and uh we're gonna have a fun 72 degree kickoff on Saturday morning or Saturday at noon. You'd love to hear it. All right, brother. Go, dogs. Dogs on top. Oh.